Today, I'm opening up the community mailbag and answering your biggest marriage and money questions. How do you maximize your paychecks while still making sure you don't owe the IRS come tax time? How do you tackle multiple goals and make real progress on them? And what are the tools that can help you to slash your bills and save a ton of money? Welcome to the Couple Money Podcast, the show where we share stories and advice on building up your marriage and wealth together. I'm Elle Martinez. Support for this podcast comes from Jumpstart Your Marriage and Your Money Masterclass. This course is designed to help you two get on the same page with money, dump your debt faster, and get you on the path to financial freedom. Sign up for the class today and get lifetime access. Just head over to couplemoney.com slash jumpstart. We're here, the summer of savings finale. And I thought the best way to wrap things up is to chat with you, answering your marriage and money questions. And we have some good ones today. We're going to be talking about your paychecks, making sure you get more of your money in your pocket while still being on the right side with the IRS come tax time. We're also going to be looking at what do you do when you have several goals you really want to tackle. It would be great if we could focus in on one thing at a time and knock it out. But a lot of times we have multiple things that we want to do. Can you be successful? What tips and strategies will be the most helpful? And then finally, we're going to look at tools and resources out there that can make managing your money and saving money on your bills so much easier. If this is your first time listening, I want to give you a heads up. While I've gained some personal finance knowledge between our personal experience and creating couple money, I am not a certified financial planner or advisor. And even if I was, every one of us has very specific circumstances based on not just our finances, but where we live and the regulations that come up there. So with these questions, I'm going to be focusing on the conversations you need to be having, the resources that can help you out, so the two of you can look them over and talk about what is the best way to tackle it together. All right, now that that's out of the way, let's get started. Our first question is from V. Thanks, V, for sending this in. She and her husband have a daughter, they've recently married, and they're earning some really good income. Now, this is interesting because the question isn't about the goals that they're tackling this year, but about their paychecks themselves. And they want to make sure that they're optimizing this. And I think this is really important because I know personally, when we started out looking at our finances, our withholding in paychecks wasn't something that was on our list. But this can have a huge impact, not only on what you take home, but come tax time, whether you have a big refund or not. So let's just take a moment to talk about that. Withholdings, how they work, and how they affect your finances. So you might remember, or may not, When you signed up for your job, HR probably gave you a huge packet, and within that packet was the W-4. And a W-4 is a way for HR to calculate how much of your taxes to take out of each paycheck for your federal, state, and if you have local taxes. Now, if that was filled out correctly and calculated correctly, that would mean that your taxes are taken care of for the year, which is great. Now, if it's incorrectly, 
you have two different situations that can come up. If they withhold too little, when it comes to filing your taxes, you're going to find that you owe the IRS money, which for many couples is a very stressful situation. You have to pay it. The other side, though, is if you withhold too much, and what you usually see with that is that you earn a pretty good size tax refund. And that might sound like a great thing. Who doesn't like to have one big paycheck? But in reality, in most cases, if you're withholding too much, that's more of your money being taken out out of every paycheck and really just being an interest-free loan to the government. And if you're trying to knock out a goal, maybe you're trying to pay down some debt or save for a house or save for a baby fund, that's money that you really could use sooner rather than later. So when you file your W-4, you want to make sure that it's accurate as possible. Yes, I understand you want to be cautious and make sure that you're not owing the IRS, but do double check that you're not giving up too much of your money throughout the year just to get that big tax refund. So in general, the higher number of allowances you claim, the less money is being withheld from your paycheck. And for those who take the married withholding allowance, they typically have less of their income withheld. Again, though, you have to look at your circumstances. Did you have a huge life event or experience that can change your withholdings? Getting married, having a child, Even purchasing a home can affect your finances and your withholdings. So make sure if you haven't already to review what are you doing with your paychecks and withholdings and make sure it lines up. You don't want to have too much of your paychecks withheld and at the same time you don't want to be owing the IRS. And I know that sounds complicated but there's help for that. TurboTax has a free W-4 withholding calculator that you can use to find what's the best option for you. You can print out an updated W-4, fill it out, and give it to your HR by Monday. So it's a small change that you can do that can have a huge impact on your finances. Our next question is from Megan. Megan, thanks for sending this in. I really appreciate hearing these updates. And I think you have a situation that a lot of us find ourselves in. And what Megan's trying to do with her husband is knock out three major goals. She wants to pay off their debt, grow an emergency fund, and have a debt-free vacation next year. All great goals, but like most of us, we have several goals that we're trying to tackle. It can sometimes be a little frustrating when we're not making as much progress as we want to. We're juggling several things and sometimes we get burnt out. So how can you make sure that you knock out all of your goals? I think a key of this is coming up with a process and prioritizing which goals you want to knock out first. Now, if you read my book, Jumpstart Your Marriage and Your Money, or something like Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover, you'll notice that a big part of this is making sure that you go through a process that makes sense and that you're prioritizing what you need to do. And while all of these are fantastic goals, one of the things I would encourage Megan, or if you're in the same boat too, is to make sure, one, you have some sort of financial cushion for emergencies set up. 
I'd love to say that things would go smoothly, but hiccups, setbacks, whatever you want to call it, they happen all the time. In fact, it seems like they happen at the most inconvenient times. So if you don't have a basic emergency fund, have that as your priority. And what do I mean by a basic emergency fund? For a lot of couples, something that's incredibly helpful is just to have at least enough to cover a, I don't want to say typical, but a more likely scenario where something breaks down. Is it your car? Is it something around the house? Usually that's about $1,000. So if you don't have that stashed away, make that a goal. Make sure that you have that squared away and then you can knock out some other goals. And if you follow the total money makeover, then you would see that Dave Ramsey says, go gazelle on tents on paying off all your non-mortgage debts. And while I do think you should be aggressive, you don't necessarily have to do 100% of that money towards your debt. Many people in the couple money community find that they still want to grow their savings, especially if one of their spouses just feels uncomfortable with only having a little stashed away. So what you could do is an 80-20 rule. 80% of your money go towards getting the debt paid off after you have your essential emergency fund started. And then 20% of that money goes towards your other goals, such as getting that emergency fund up, your financial cushion, just a little more fuller. Now, if you're adding the third goal, like being debt-free with your vacation, again, that's a really great goal. So you might change it where it's 70% goes to paying off the debt, 20% towards growing your savings, and then the last 10% goes towards that vacation. The reason is you don't want to dilute it too much. Yes, when you're juggling several goals, you're going to prioritize which one makes the most sense for you. But if you're trying to do all these goals and you're only putting 20 to 30% away, it's going to take a lot longer. You're going to get frustrated and Many times couples quit before they reach the goals, and I don't want that to happen to you. So don't go below 70% for your major, most important goal that the both of you want to achieve. So I hope that helps out. And then finally, the last question kind of relates to what Megan was talking about, but I've been getting a lot of emails from you guys. It is, how do we approach finding that money between what we bring home and what we're paying out. It seems like it's just a little too tight and you're not making any real progress because you don't see a big enough gap. And so I want to take just a couple tips from my five days to 5k course to kind of give you one, a preview. It's free, but to get the ball rolling with you guys growing that gap and making sure you actually do have some money that you can use to pay down your debts, to save, to go on a vacation debt-free. And so the first thing I advise is even before you start trimming your account is to make sure you're aware of where your money is coming and where it's going. Sounds simple enough, but honestly, between what we're doing day to day, many of us aren't aware of what's going on. And so you can do it manually if you want to from your bank, download it, look it up in a spreadsheet, but there's some really handy tools that can pull that data and make it a lot easier for you. You can check out Personal Capital. That will give you a complete look. If you link your accounts, you can use Mint. That is a very visual way to see your money. We used that when we first got started using Personal Capital uh, currently for our monthly net worth updates. And then finally, Tiller 
which I am testing out and sharing with my husband because we use a spreadsheet to create the budget. We use Google Sheets, but the frustrating part for me was with the spreadsheets, downloading those transactions, it's just a pain in the butt from your credit union, your bank. Tiller does it for you, automatically puts it. They have some great templates, or if you're like us and you have a customized template that you love, boom, you can set it up and get the number squared away. And what typically happens is that you'll find that there are some money leaks in your budget, things that you aren't aware of. Yes, eating out seems to be a big one. The amount that we pay for entertainment, cable, cell phone bills, and subscriptions. Those are the big expenses that maybe separately don't seem so bad, but when you put it together, it is a huge chunk of your paycheck. So that's my first tip is get some money app or spreadsheet that allows you guys to clearly see where your money is currently going. And I know sometimes it feels like it's a huge mess, too big to tackle one sitting, and it's true. So what you need to do is focus on one or two bills a month and just knock that out. Make that a monthly challenge. The first one, I would look at subscriptions that you don't really care about or don't even use. I had a monthly subscription service and so did my husband where we got uh, the Birchbox kits and we loved it for a few years, but we weren't using it as much, so we canceled it. It's an extra 300 a year that we could use. Years ago, we looked at our cable bill and our internet and we were able to negotiate a better deal and drop the cable and we saved a ton of money. And then this one isn't as exciting, but you can still have some significant savings. Believe it or not, your insurance. We have numerous times, even this year, when renewal comes up or we see them trying to raise the rates, that we push back, we're polite, we check with competitors, run the rates. We found that we're able to cut it down sometimes by half. On average, we usually save about 30%. So those are areas in your budgets that you can look and see what's the best deal for you. Now, what happens if you guys are busy? I get it. If you have kids, your work, you know, you just have a full schedule and it really is annoying to be on the phone and wait to finally try to talk to someone and may or may not get a good price. Well, one, the good news is if you're willing to put in the effort, you usually will have some success. We have But if you are pressed for time, there are now options that can make it a lot easier. Options like Trim and Bill Shark, they negotiate on your behalf and save you money. Now, you won't pay out of pocket per se, but the money they save, you they take a cut of it. So that's something to do if you're really busy. And then finally, look for ways that you can actually save money. An app I'm using is Capital with a Q, I know it's spelled a little funny, where you can set up rules on maybe how you're spending or when paychecks come in that will automatically stash away money for your goals. You create the rules and then that app will follow it through. So there are plenty of options out there that can help you tackle your biggest money goals. And if you're looking for more ideas or more apps that can be a better fit for you, please head over to Couple Money. I have a free Couple Money toolkit That'll help you manage your money, slash your bills, and grow your wealth.
Thanks for joining me today. As always, if you want to check out any of the resources we covered, went over a lot, go to Couple Money and I'll have everything in the show notes. I'll also have links to my 5 Days to 5K course that will help you find, save, and make some extra money to help knock out that goal faster, as well as my book, Jumpstart Your Marriage and Your Money, where we get into the nitty gritty of setting up not just a financial system, but a way for you to handle your goals while still having a life now. And if you want to be a part of the next community mailbag episode, all you have to do is join us. I send out weekly updates with everything we release as well as exclusive content. Plus, it's free. Just sign up at couplemoney.com join. Our theme song was written and performed by Gentle Regime. Additional music by Lee Rosevere. Finally, and most importantly, thank you so much for your support. Now, even though the podcast is taking a break, we can still connect. I'm preparing for the next season of the podcast. You can always email me. I'm on social media mainly going to be trying out Instagram so you can see what I'm doing behind the scenes over at Couple Money. I'd love to hear from you and get your questions so we can knock out your biggest goals before this year is over. I hope you have a great week. Take care.